0: Hey and welcome to Power I'm your host Nia and today I'll be speaking about 2020's Pieces of a Woman directed by Cornell Mondruco and written by Katya Weber. It stars Vanessa Kirby as Martha and Shia, Shia LaBeouf as Sean. They are a married couple from Boston who are on the verge of parenthood whose lives change irrevocably. When a home birth ends an unimaginable tragedy it begins a year long odyssey for Martha, who must navigate her grief while working through fractious relationships with her husband and her domineering mother, along with the publicly vilified midwife whom she must face in court. A deeply personal, searing, and ultimately transcendent story of a woman learning to live alongside her loss. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. now before i get too deep into this movie just based off that synopsis alone i'm sure everybody could understand the tone of this movie it's very somber uh dealing with that kind of tragedy obviously must be very hard to deal with so this movie should have a major trigger warning if you were pregnant and unfortunately had a miscarriage or like martha's character you uh, birthed a child but the child unfortunately passed away, this might not be the movie for you. It may not be a good time for you to watch the movie, Um, especially if you experience it yourself firsthand. You don't necessarily need a movie to show you what you experience in your own life. However, if you think you have got through it and you are wanting to watch the movie, I think it is a good film. It gives us an insight on what the woman goes through with her body, with her mind state. Um, Even, you know, people being very nosy in her business, which this is not a situation that one should gossip about. She, uh, whoever goes through it, should be the person telling somebody their story, not somebody else. So I do like that um, the movie did dive into that, but I just wanted to give a trigger warning for anybody that has went through a miscarriage or birthed a baby that didn't uh live that long maybe shy away from this movie at this time thank you i love the cast in this movie i think everyone did a very good job i think whoever did the cast in this movie uh did it appropriately vanessa kirby plays martha we saw her formerly in the crown mission impossible fallout as well as Hobbs and shaw Shia LaBeouf, who is a very known person, he plays Sean, Martha's husband. Shia LaBeouf has recently been in Honey Boy, Fury, and The Tax Collector. Um, He's a very prominent actor. In this film, Shia gives us another level of his acting, which to me was reminiscent of Honey Boy, of how playing his father must have been difficult for him to do. And I feel like with this character, we saw the beautiful sides of the character and the ugly sides. Uh, Ellen Bernstein, who plays Elizabeth, which is Martha's mom and Sean's mother-in-law. I know her from uh, Requiem for a Dream and The Exorcist. And um, I love seeing her on screen again. She's a phenomenal actress. I love that she just doesn't skip a beat. Her um, her portrayal of Elizabeth, this domineering mom who quite frankly, can't mind her business. I think she did a very good job at it. We do see the soft size of her character, but we also see the intrusive size of her character. Though she's trying to do it for the betterment of her daughter and her family in general, she should be able to take a back seat and she needs to ask her daughter, you know, what does she need? And I think because she's not that kind of person, that's why we didn't see her character act like that. But um, overall, Ellen did a very good job. Uh, I was surprised to see Eliza uh, Schelsinger in this. She plays Anita, which is Martha's sister. Because I'm used to seeing her in... Um, she's, a, she's a stand-up comedian. I'm used to seeing her in comedy. And what I have seen her in movies, she's been a very hilarious character. You know, It was nice to see her do a drama. Uh, I think she was believable. I think she did a really good job um, with the role. I would love to see her in, uh, in future things. I think this is a nice role to showcase her talent. And hopefully she we see her in more serious roles in the future. The way Pieces of a Woman starts is we're kind of seeing Martha and Sean preparing for a baby like the last month of preparing for the baby or the final weeks of preparing for the baby. Elizabeth, whom is Martha's mom, uh she buys a van for the expecting couple so they can have a more safe vehicle compared to the old truck that Sean drives. And um we can kinda of see the dynamic of what uh Elizabeth how what she expects of her son in law and the relationship between that. It's like a nice little glimpse into how the family is um Sean is a little bit late coming to getting the van and for whatever reason the entire family is there for them to get this van and uh he's late Elizabeth makes a little small little comment about it that uh Sean just laughs off awkwardly um but he wanted to be the one that bought the van but Elizabeth insisted for whatever reason that she go ahead and buy it now shortly after that we go into another scene, and it is time for Martha to to give birth. She is in labor. Sean's helping her with her breathing and walking around, trying to take her mind off of it to ease the pain. And um, <clears throat> this is when we when Sean calls the midwife and lets her know, hey, Martha's in labor right now. We you know we need you to come through. And I didn't like this part of the of the film. Just because I had a couple of questions and on my second watch, one of my questions were answered through the process. Um, maybe some other viewers missed it for a second because it was kind of quick said rather quickly. Um, so Sean asked the mid tells the midwife that she needs to come over since Martha's in labor, and she lets him know, Well, hey, I'm like in the middle of a heavy birth right now. And he's like, Yeah, but uh like, you know, she's in labor right now, what do we do? And she tells him that she'll send her back, which is Eva, another midwife. And Martha is rightfully upset. Like, hey, like, I wanted you. I signed up for you to help me deliver this baby. And you're not here. And uh, the original lady, her name is Bar- Barbara. And I feel like Martha's obviously upset and a little bit discouraged of, like, I had this perfect plan. And this perfect plan's not going the way that I wanted it to go. Um, Sean is more than happy to, you know, go with the flow. Okay, well, she's going to be here. We're going to use her. Let's go with it. We met her before we like her. And Martha was like, yeah, I don't care that i met her before. I want who I signed up for. But we're here right now and that woman's not available. So you're going to have to suck it up and and take what what you can get right now, which is Eva. Now, what I didn't like about this is, uh... I would think that a, a midwife wouldn't overbook themselves. I don't know about that world of of midwives and doulas, but maybe how that world works is it's like, "Hey, okay, this mom's expecting in January and this mom's expecting in March. Okay, well, I shouldn't take them both on as a client because Either of them can go into labor early or have a later, uh, they they may go into labor later than expected. And I need to be able to be available for both of them in that time. Obviously, that's where this alternative comes up. But it's, I I think it's, and I, I think it is the same thing as if you are, expecting to give birth with a certain doctor and the weekend that you go into birth he's on he or she is on vacation somewhere and you're like you're on vacation I'm giving birth to a baby you knew I was giving birth to this baby why did you book yourself so thin and that was my major problem with this entire scene is why did the original midwife just not make her bookings more spaced out to not have this exact problem but maybe that's the issue of hers is overbooking we don't know anything about this woman's reputation in particular we just know the right then and there now when I was watching it Eva the replacement midwife at times she looked frazzled and worried yet she tried to remain calm for them Um, now, at some point, she did tell Martha and Sean, like, hey, I think there might be an issue, the baby's heart rate is dropping, it's turning blue, but I feel like she got scared before she said those words out loud, and she should have maybe concerned it a bit more. And I think that's part of the issue in this film is, is it the midwife's fault for not being able to deliver the baby healthy? Is it the mother or father's fault? Should they have went to the hospital early? Is there something somewhere that could have been stopped to save this kid's life? Because at the end of the day, the main focus is, why was this young life cut so short? And how can we prevent it in the future? We need to learn from this mistake. So... Uh, it seemed apparent, like I said, that Ava shouldn't have been <laughs> been there. She should have definitely not been on her own. She needed some sort of assistance. And she should have voiced her opinion as well as soon as she thought anything was wrong. She shouldn't have hesitated. She, says she should have said, hey, like I know for a fact this thing's going on and we need to change it. The first time she made a comment about something, it was very subtle, kind of quiet, and she didn't make it of importance. But also, Sean should have been pushing Martha, like, hey, she's the expert. We don't know that much. We should listen to her. Hey, this is it normal. It seems a little bit complicated. It'd put me at ease if we had EMS on standby, just in case something happens. And then with Martha my issue was you know why did Martha insist on having the baby right there at home why did she not agree to go to the hospital at the first sign of an issue at the first sign of an issue because the importance is the health of this child right so if someone says hey I think there's an issue you don't say I'm having this baby here at the home you could ask and I know she, she it's emotions. she's going she's probably in a lot of pain right now she's in the middle of labor but she could have asked You know is there no other option because I would I really want to have the baby here and then the midwife could have said I know what you plan for but sometimes plans change and we can't do it now Sean did say something to that to that tone but it just seemed like Martha wanted what she wanted right then and there and that's not to say that it's her fault for what happened it's just a fact of what should should we have done in this situation Now, losing an infant is hard enough, but what I loved about this film was that they show the real aftermath of giving birth to a baby and then obviously the other part of what happens when you lose a child, especially one so young that didn't get a chance to even experience life. So her body knows that she just gave birth and it is reacting to it. So she begins to lactate. She has sore breasts. She wears, um, the afterbirth sanitary pads as, um as as one does after they give birth so I like that realism that was in there without them talking about it and if someone that doesn't know after birth effects they can easily go and look up online like hey what happens after you give birth like why did I see this thing and they can learn a little bit more of what happens to a woman's body after she birthed a child because a woman's body changes so much preparing for that child and then so much after actually giving birth to that child now, um, she also has to deal with, um, her mother's nosiness, shall we say, uh, affecting her. She's, uh, walking down the street one day, goes into a grocery store, and bumps into a friend of her mom's, and the friend of her mom lets her know, like, oh, you know, I know all about your situation, like, oh, poor you guys, and just tells her every- this just goes on and on about it, and- Martha's a little bit stunned and shocked, and she she kind of wants to get out of that situation. And uh, the woman tells, well, you know, like Elizabeth's my friend. She tells me everything, and Martha looks betrayed. her her face her her facial expressions just look like she's just so shocked that her mom would stoop so low as to speak about her business. And it's such a sensitive topic. It's not something like small, like oh yeah, she 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 burnt the pasta. It's something like serious that her mom should have thought you know what I don't need to talk to my friend about this this is my daughter's situation and that's it I I wish her mother wouldn't have done something so intrusive but that is her mother's character she's a very intrusive character and she's intrusive throughout the entire film it's like it's a compulsion that she can't help now, later on at the coroner's office, uh, Sean and Martha realize that the cause of death and who is at fault is still unknown, only that the baby was in a low oxygen environment at the time of the birth and that the proceedings against Eva have started. And Sean, at this point, excuses himself from the room as it's too much for him to bear. He walks, he goes and walks outside and, uh, you know, obviously he's dealing with it. And Martha, who is completely calm in the room, talks to the doctor about uh, she could uh, sell the daughter sell the daughter's organs or donate the daughter's organs. I'm sorry, and the he let her know that's not possible. But he she can donate the body to science to the university, which that's what Martha decides that she wants to do donate the the, uh, the baby's body to science. Now, uh, across the screen, it says November 7th, and at this point, it's uh, Martha, Elizabeth, and Sean and Anita. They go to look at a grave marker that Sean uh, went ahead and ordered for, the, for their child. Martha realizes that the daughter's name is spelled incorrectly, and it upsets her. And Sean states that it's a Hungarian spelling, and that the error that is there is a small detail. The phrase small detail triggers her and she walks off, stating it's a complete waste of time since she's donating the body to to the university and that they'll be just burying an empty casket. Elizabeth states that she will pay for the marker, but Sean insists on paying for it himself. Again, here is Elizabeth interjecting into something, trying to take control of a situation. Yes, it can be looked at as she's just helping, but... Sean is a man, and he wants to take care of something. It's, you know, I couldn't take care of my daughter. Let me at least take care of her in her death. That would bring me some sort of comfort that I can do this for her. And um, he pays for himself with the person, and then he asks for a cigarette. And Elizabeth is not in favor of it, as it might make him relapse. And earlier in the movie, when uh, we we, lear- we learned that uh, Sean is a recovering alcoholic, uncle- uh, well say that's the alcoholic, recovering from some sort of substance abuse. They don't pinpoint what it is exactly, but we know that it's some type of substance that he he used to abuse. And Elizabeth's worried that him smoking a cigarette might make him relapse. And he walks off and lets her tells her that he needs five minutes, but she's still yelling to him in the distance for him to come back. And I feel for Sean, if you tell someone you need five minutes just to calm down, take a moment, relax, just breathe, and they won't even give you that because they're trying to make their point so apparent, it's very frustrating. It's very frazzling. And he's already going through the loss of his daughter. He doesn't need this extra BS from his mother-in-law. Later on, while driving his mother-in-law home, Uh, Elizabeth tries to convince Sean to let their cousin Suzanne who's a lawyer take on their case pro bono as a civil suit and needs Sean to help by handing over all the necessary paperwork. He tells her that he needs to talk to Martha about it and Elizabeth pushes again stating that he needs to agree and finally take accountability for something. He agrees that he'll do it but he wants to hand the pages over to Suzanne personally on his own. Back at home, Sean is reading an article about Eva, which states that if she's convicted that she faces up to five years in jail, he wants to talk to Martha about it. And she goes in the bedroom and closes the door while Sean pleads with her through the door to come out so that they can talk. She silently ignores him as she sits in front of the mirror and he begins to sob, saying that he misses their child and needs Martha to promise him that she won't send the body off somewhere. She opens a door and, and promises him just that. Elizabeth later on intrudes on Martha at the university, asking if they can bury the body as it's the right thing to do. Martha, who is confused on why her mother is there in the first place, uh, questions her mother questions her mother and asks her why. Is it because you say it's the right thing to do? maybe out of anger or out of determination Martha ends up signing the paperwork to give their baby's body to the ver- to the university anyway now to me i would this hurt me a little bit only because um it's it's not just her child it's also Sean's child the mom no the the, the mother elizabeth has no say so in the matter whatsoever because she had no involvement in creating this life but as her husband She should at least hear Sean out or if she's like, that's not what I want to do. They need to have a conversation about it. They need to be, they need to come to a mutual decision on what to do because it is not fair to either one if one does something over the other. Sean meets with Suzanne, Martha's cousin, to talk about their case. Later that night, Martha starts to pack up the baby room since they won't be needing it anymore. Sean asks her why is she being so cold. And they have a little bit of a struggle with when Martha's taking down the sonogram photos and Sean wants to leave it up there. There's a slight struggle for the photo. It ends up breaking and Martha hurts her hand. At this point, Sean goes downstairs and he's... What well, we can tell, he's pouring something out of out of a flask into a thermos. Martha can kind of see what he's doing, kind of hears it, and he's trying to shield, uh, shield what he's doing with his body. His back's turned towards her, and he's drinking again. And it's it's hard it's it's hard to see the slip of he just made it six years with his sobriety and this incident either isolated or multiple has caused him to go to relapse and go back into that. And um to kind of distract her, he asks her, you know, are you still eating this apple that you got over here on the side? And uh she she says no and um they start talking about something else and he ends up pouring in the pouring the alcohol down the drain almost immediately after when they start speaking Now, Sean talks to her about them going to Seattle, getting away for a bit, um, as they both need it, and Martha seems reluctant. He tries to get her to fool around, you know, have sex. And she struggles with trying. And it's a very awkward, tense scene. Like, he is really trying to have some sort of intimacy with his wife or togetherness or just have her touch him. And she's not, She she's kind of saying no. She's kind of, she's kind of into it. She's kind of not. But this is a very awkward part of clearly they shouldn't be doing this. It's not. It's not the time. It's probably too soon for them to be fooling around. Well, there's some awkward struggle with her pants. And Sean gets upset. And he decides that he is no longer in the mood to have sex. Since she's more concerned about her pants not ripping than being in the moment. And he puts his pants and jacket on and storms outside. Later, we see him sitting on a pier sobbing as he mourns his daughter. Now it's January 13th, just about... 5 weeks later. And Sean goes back to the car dealer, which is his brother-in-law, to get the money back for the minivan um that they had. So since they haven't been using it for the past 3 or 6 months. Um and later on back at home, Martha is informed by her sister Anita when she stops by that uh their mother has dementia. In her words, since dementia's not actually said, what she says is she's aged five years and three months. She almost burned the house down. Also, in the return car, Anita found an earring and a roll of film. Martha lets her know that that's not her earring. And Anita's like, well, it was in the car, so it must be yours. And she hands her roll of film. We later realized that the roll of film is actually the roll of film from when their child was first born. They took pictures. And she gets those film, those film, uh, that film developed late, much later on, in the film. But in the next scene, unfortunately, what we see is Sean putting his pants on after cheating on Martha with her cousin Suzanne, and he's also doing coke. Now his drug use is escalating, and maybe Elizabeth is right. Maybe that cigarette was a gateway to other substances because he went from just a cigarette to he was smoking a lot more where it was notice- noticeable uh, to Martha because of the smell, to he was drink uh, to drinking more heavily, to he's doing coke now with her cousin, which maybe her cousin doesn't know that he's a past addict. And also the fact that he's cheating on her with her cousin – He, his character to me became disgusting after that. I didn't want to empathize with him anymore. And her cousin, I immediately didn't like her because it's like you're gonna cheat on your with with your cousin's husband after they lost a child. You're disgusting. And and maybe it's to you know push that narrative that lawyers are cutthroat and don't care about people. But it just I really disliked her character and him after they did that because it's just. I just felt so hurt for Martha. Uh, Martha, she's like out dancing at a club with her coworkers, and she ends up dancing with one of them, and they end up kissing, kind of hardcore, hardcore. Before Martha's like, uh, you know what? I'm gonna go home. And the guy's like, oh, I can get us a cab. She's like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go. And she uh, she heads home. But she doesn't go directly home. It seems like she's just driving around aimlessly. In a cab for hours. Before she does come home. In the late morning. And uh, Sean's in the living room. And he's crying. And this is where we learn that Sean hasn't worked in three weeks. According to his boss Robert. Martha found out because she called Robert one day. And he let her know that he hasn't seen Sean in three weeks. He hasn't shown up for work. And... This kind of creates some some tension, more tension between the two of them. Sean calls her a liar and a bitch. He throws a ball in her face and he just walks off. Saying the same thing over and over again, that that she's a liar and a bitch. You're a liar and a bitch. That's all he keeps saying to her. And she's not reacting to it. She's just sitting there, smoking a cigarette, zoned out. It's clear at this point that both of these people have checked out of this marriage they are both struggling so much and they cannot they or they cannot or will not help each other to me sean's first glimpse of like hey like i need you as my partner is when he was talking to martha through the door and was like you know please don't do this to my child with you know sending her body off to get studied like I need her to be buried. I almost uh, I, I almost died, you know, when I was at my lowest point with drugs. And it's a deep, dark place. Um, when he overdosed, he's like, I don't want her. I I feel like that might be, like, what she's going through. And the fact that Martha didn't say anything when he was telling her that, it sucked. It, it must be hurtful that you're telling this person whom you took vows with, this love of your life person, that you are struggling And they don't even give you a reaction. And they don't even give you words. But you guys are both in the same exact boat. You both lost the same exact thing. And it's like y'all are reaching for each other. But there's nothing but air. And you can feel that distance and that coldness slowly build throughout this film. And it's just, it's really hard to see that happen between a couple. Elizabeth concocts some sort of plan as she has asked everyone to gather at her home. Everyone gets there early except for Martha and Sean, and as they wait for them, the others help Elizabeth with getting dinner prepared. As they're helping her, they find her house keys in one of the bowls under the cabinets, which is another sign of, you know, her dementia getting worse. Sean and Suzanne, when they do get to the house, they act surprised to see each other and act as if it's the first time they've ever met. Elizabeth states that there needs to be some justice and to let Suzanne help her, and that if Martha listened to her in the first place, she'd be holding her baby right now. Obviously, this makes Martha very upset, and she says that her mom is ashamed of her because she failed and she's a disgrace. Her mother agrees with her and with her saying that she's ashamed and she said she's ashamed of herself for not teaching Martha how to stand up and speak for herself it's a very ugly raw scene of a a daughter finally telling her mom how she feels as well as a mom being completely transparent about how she feels and what she wish she would have done what she wishes would have been done differently And um, her mother tells a story about her own mother struggling to take care of her as an infant with an absent father. And she pleads with her daughter to fight for herself in court and to speak her truth. She reaches out for Martha, but Martha turns away and ends up leaving. Now, later on, not even later on, this is 10 seconds later, Elizabeth finds Sean in another room. She walks off for a second, writes a check, and she comes back to the room and she hands it to him. She told him to leave Martha and not say anything. She also tells him that she never liked him and it wasn't due to his poverty. She just asked what he wanted, and he said that he wanted to go home. Um, But after she handed him that check, he looks at it, kind of, kind of takes a chuckle, and puts the check back into his pocket. Now, I wasn't sh- You don't see how much money Elizabeth offered Sean to, you know, disappear from Martha's life. And all she lets her know is, like, hey, don't tell Martha what's going on. Make us some excuses. I don't care what it is. But I want you basically out of her life. And I wanted to know the amount of money because I wanted to know what the mother thought of. You know, like, was, was the mother doing it for him to really get out of the life or was the mom doing it as a test of like i don't think you're a man of value so i'm gonna dangle some money in your face to see what you do and you know unfortunately uh sean takes a check and he does exactly what the mother asked him to do now before all that happened sean and suzanne end up speaking on the patio And he tells her that he wished that they had met earlier and she agrees. He tells her that he is heading to Seattle and even invites her and she basically tells him no (laughs) and walks off. Later on, Martha drives Sean to the airport. Now, we don't know if that's the next day, a few weeks later or what, but she takes him to the airport and the ride is extremely quiet with the only sound being that of the road and the windshield wipers. When they arrive, Sean gets out, grabs his bag without saying a word, without saying goodbye. He leaves behind his beanie in the truck um, dashboard, closes the door, and he never looks back. And she doesn't call out to him either. It's as if they're both accepting what's happening. Neither Neither one of them went to fight for their marriage. I think that maybe they think nothing's there, there anymore, or there's just so much damage from what has happened.. It is now march twenty second and it is time for Martha to testify at the trial for the first time while being questioned or rather being badgered with questions by the prosecutor. She has a change of heart while clearly struggling to answer the questions, and she asked for a recess. While on the recess, she develops a roll of film, which the photos, uh, which were the photos from the night of the uh, birth, and she comes back and she requests to address the court. She states that she doesn't think even meant any harm, or meant to cause any harm to her daughter, and that no verdict or sentencing can bring back what she has lost. The film ends with Martha enjoying a day out with her mother and sister. Now she's able to help her sister assist her mom in her time of need and she goes to a bridge later on to scatter the remaining ashes of her daughter. The final scene of the movie, we see a young girl, whom we later know is Lucy, short for Luciana, climbing an apple tree, picking an apple and eating it. Probably from the seeds that Martha had co- Martha had collected earlier on through the film. And Martha calls out to her to come inside for dinner, and they walk hand-in-hand to the house. Now, my interpretation of the ending could be that Martha, uh, finally was able to heal, partly, and enough- enough to want to have another child, and she did. She finally got what she wanted, um... And it very well because we don't have a definite answer. It very well could be that that's uh, Nita's daughter, and uh, she that's just she's just being a nice auntie. Um, I'm pretty sure it's her. That's that prob- that's her daughter. That's what I took from it. But um, I think that Pieces of the Woman was a film that needed to be told. I I feel like we usually don't get to see um, the ugly side. Of what happens after one loses a child, um, what happens between a marriage, how both people change, how you can want the best for somebody that you love and care about, but you still can't be there for them as well. Because Sean and Martha were both hurting. They both needed help. They both needed to talk to somebody, but for whatever reason, they weren't talking to each other. Whether that could be blamed on Martha for not talking to Sean when he needed it to needed it to talk, or that could be, you know, Sean not understanding the physicality of what just happened with Martha. She just birthed a child, carried this child for nine months only to not be able to have a baby to hold. That must have been very horrible. Her body didn't fail her per se. I mean, and we don't even know for sure if her body did or didn't fill her since that they didn't have a true answer for how the baby passed. But I think this movie is just, um, it's supposed to be here for us to look at the, like it says, pieces of a woman, to look at this woman and still humanize her and empathize with her and just see what she's going through and simply just say hey I'm here for you in any capacity that you may need um I don't want to rate this movie because I feel like a rating doesn't do it justice it's one of those feelings type of movies I watched this movie because I like Shia LaBeouf and that's why I watched it and I'm glad that I got to see Vanessa Kirby um expand with her acting, so I haven't seen her outside of action films, so this is very nice to see her in a drama. Um, I think overall it was a, a beautifully beautiful yet ugly real film. I think it deserves a watch um, if you have the time for it. I think it definitely should be something that you add on your watch list on Netflix. Would I recommend this film? Yes. It's a real look at a situation that I think isn't talked about enough and I liked how the writer and the director worked well together and showcasing that humanizing and, and, and humanizing the characters where they seemed very believable like people that you either personally know or seeing your everyday walk of life so if you have the time please watch pieces of a woman it is on Netflix and it's still available now so if you have a chance like I said go ahead and watch it thank you for tuning into this episode of pineapple reels i truly appreciate it and like i said i'll be definitely rolling out two episodes a week now just to kind of catch up for the three-week hiatus that i had and there are a lot of shows and movies that i want to get into that need some recognition reconishon if i can speak goodness um a film that i watched on saturday that i'm gonna cover is uh was recommended to me by my friend dria hi dria um drea recommended me this film on saturday she asked if i have ever heard of it and i said no which i was surprised because it's directed and written and star starring in is an actor that i love so much nate parker he's a phenomenal actor and it's called american skin it came out january 15th of 2021 and I'm glad that she told me about it I immediately went ahead and watched it I watched it on uh, Amazon Prime it was like a $7 rental not not expensive at all whatsoever and I'm glad I watched it it was a very a very good film I think that especially since today is Martin Luther King jr. day that is definitely a film to look at. As always, if you have any recommendations on movies or TV shows that you think I should watch or would like me to give my commentary on, please email me at at gmail.com or my Instagram, the same handle, pineapplereels. It would be greatly appreciated. I take any and all suggestions. And if I don't get to your movie immediately, I definitely get to the near future. So again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope you have a great day.